the Gospel we read from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 23, is part of the Gospel narrative of the cross. Jesus on the cross. God, make no mistake, on the cross. Which we have well depicted as St. Leo's, probably the best depiction of the cross in the whole city maybe in the whole state, surely not in the whole world. And very well placed, central, and on high, and in the hands of the Father, showered by the light of the Holy Spirit, and with the faithful women, and St. John, the beloved disciple and the believing soldier. Don't forget the believing soldier. You must know that in the first centuries of Christianity, the first believers were soldiers. Before Christianity was legal, the soldiers were faithful. And a lot of them gave their life. They were martyrs for Christ. They believed in Christ and they were threatened with death if they didn't deny Christ and they confessed Christ, and they were killed for it. They suffered the cross that Christ had suffered, and they received the, the victory in heaven. The followers of Christ understand well the meaning of the cross of Christ, which the world, with all of its wisdom, cannot understand. The world does not understand suffering and death. Notice with all of our science, New Jersey is, oh, I hope there are no politicians here. There probably are. Some of you look like politicians, you know. <laughs> because you look so good. Politician polishes everything. Everything is perfect. You all are so perfect. I don't think I have ever met Alverna. But if, if, if you're a reflection of her, she was perfect. Looked very good. But anyway, New Jersey, you know, just the legislators just voted to legalize euthanasia, which is an attack on the cross. It's an attack on God. I hope the governor sees the light and doesn't sign it. horrible because the fifth commandment says thou shalt not kill Christ killed no one he came to protest death he came to conquer death he came to give testimony against death by taking it on not giving it From our earliest years, we Christians, Catholics, 
our elders have told us about the cross of Christ. That we were saved from death by the death of the Son of God on the cross. That's why we were brought when we were very small, as Alverna surely would have been brought very small to her church of baptism in the first weeks of being born, the church says. St. Paul, we heard in the first reading, we die with Christ by baptism. We die with Christ and live with him. By his death, we have life. Because life on earth is not everything. The material world, there's a spiritual world on which the material world stands. And without God, it all falls. This is the testimony of our baptism, of Alverna's baptism, from the beginning of our life as Christians, her life and ours. Our, our, our parents took us to Jesus. You know the saying. I think there's a bumper sticker that says, born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. When you die with Christ, he takes away the big death. The death that never ends. He gives life that never ends. It's not touched by the death of this world. By the things of this world. You see, Christ came to protest death. And in that, he came to protest every passing thing on the earth. Because when you die, you say goodbye to all of the wealth and all of the health and all of the friends. You say yes to God. Especially, see, he's God and he decided to die in obedience to the Father. In his total yes to the Father. His yes to death was part of his yes to the Father. It's a protest against every other idol on the earth. We learned from our elders of the cross that saved, by which we are saved from death, by the death of the Son of God on the cross, that our sins are thereby forgiven if we repent because of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We were encouraged to love the cross of Christ which gives us life. We hung a crucifix on a chain around our necks to remind us of the cross of salvation. We put a cross prominently in our homes, and every day, many times a day, we made the sign of the cross to begin and end every prayer, to be sealed with the testimony of God made man, that God is in charge, that the world has no power over the truth and the good and the beauty of the one who made it all. He holds the world in his hand. I love the father up there with the, with the globe 
in his hand with the cross on top of the globe. I know that painting by heart. If I were a good artist, I could, I could probably paint it by memory. I look at it so intently. It's got the sun and the moon, if you look closely, which we read in the, in the gospel, the sun turned off. Notice that the sun is dark. At, at the sixth hour, the scripture says, that's the hour we started, the mass for Alverna, the hour that Christ was hung on the cross and he died at the ninth hour is three hours from now we say three o'clock this translation of the gospel i have to apologize is not that great because it's it it anachronistically says noon and three in the afternoon they didn't talk like that when they wrote this they said sixth hour and ninth hour according to the hours of the jews which were the prayer hours which the priest still prays the hours the liturgy of the hours. All the hours of the day are consecrated to God. So that Christ walked up to Calvary at the third hour of prayer. He was hung on the cross at the sixth hour of prayer, which is terse, known. That's where we get noon from. Known is the hour. I was just going to say it before you came in. <laughs> I'm going to say it at the cemetery. Known, the hour of prayer. And then terse. Uh, and then, and then, um, wait, I have it wrong. Sext. It was sext. And then known is, is later. I'm sorry, I'm confusing you now. Don't worry. Just to say that Christ is the one who, he gives us hope in this life. And our hope is in his cross. Only in his cross. We often kiss the cross. And we genuflect to the cross to honor the Son of God who died on the cross to give us life. Now there's one thing I should explain because I'm sure there's some Protestants here. So there's some people who aren't Catholic and even some who are perhaps not even Christian and you might not understand how we can have images. Just as Christ came to the earth to protest the passing things of the earth, he is the image of the Eternal Father. We know what God looks like in the face of Jesus Christ, so we can paint it. And you know where the Christians started doing this? They started doing this as a protest to worshiping the Emperor. Because the Roman Emperor would have his statue made. Even today we have statues. You know, this is an irony. I just propose this. With all due respect to everyone who does not believe the Catholic faith, why do you have statues of George Washington, Martin Luther King, everybody else, and you can't have a statue of Jesus? Is he less than them? Surely not. They believed in him. They worshipped him. And if they're, if they're in heaven, they're in heaven only through his cross. You must know your history, friends. I was just reading it. Look up iconoclasm, 7th century Byzantium, under the Roman emperor in Constantinople. He outlawed all holy images, and what did he do? He said it was Leo III, emperor of Byzantium. He was in the east because it had moved from Rome because Rome had fallen. I'm not going to give you the whole history lesson. You can look it up. But he said, 
Not only did he say it, he burnt and destroyed by law all the images in the kingdom. And he, and he exiled or put out the eyes, blinded, every monk and every Christian who had and, and, and held on to the face of Jesus. He sought to destroy them. And you know what he did? He put his picture on the coin. We still have coins of Leo III, emperor. And he put his statue up. He put his picture up. You had to put his picture up. You had to take Jesus' picture down and put his picture up. Just to tell you, don't get too upset. And by the way, on the phones, everybody's looking at images all the time. I'm happy to see some of the Protestant churches have now the nativity scene. That's Saint, you know, that we have the nativity here in our southern window, at transept window. And we have the resurrection on the other window. And all of the images in the church are images of Jesus. Every one of them. Because we worship Jesus and no one else. Everyone else who's around him worships him and serves him. And that's our testimony. That was Alverna's testimony. As a good Catholic Christian, remember it. There is actually a special grace that's given to one who kisses the cross on his deathbed. When the priest brings the cross, there's a special grace. We believe that Jesus washes all your sins and makes you ready for heaven for reverencing his holy body through the cross. The body which he took to heaven. Frequent meditation on the cross of the Lord keeps the Christian from getting discouraged, furthermore, in this life by considering how much God loved us and entrusted himself to us, even unto death. When we are tempted or when things do not go our way or when laziness or boredom creeps in into our life of work, into our life of study. I'm glad to see there's some children here who go to school. When you get bored with doing your homework and your schoolwork, and you get tired of obeying, look at Jesus. Kiss the cross of Jesus. Jesus, I do it for you. I'm not living for myself. Life is hard. You know what the Psalm says? Please tell the children that life is hard. And beautiful if you accept the truth and you live the truth and you suffer for the truth and you give your life for the truth, then it's beautiful. Then it makes sense. If you know why you're living, you're living to know God and to love Him and to serve Him in this life so as to be happy with Him forever in the next life. Offer your suffering to God. When things don't go your way. Oh, I was going to tell you the Psalm. Psalm 90 says something significant regarding our dear sister who has died, Alverna, whom we bury today. Scripture says, Psalm 90, easy to remember, she, she's 94. The life of man is 70 years and 80 for those who are strong. I've buried hundreds of people in my short time as a priest. And I can tell you that that's, for those who don't die tragically, 
most people, even today, die between 70 and 80. He says, the strong make it to 80. This, this is very strong. And then the psalm continues. And most of these are labore dolor, the Latin says, labor and pain. Very good to remember. That's what God came to show us. That everything will not go well with us. If he's with me, I am well. If he is not with me, I am unwell. No matter how well I think I am. That's what the cross tells you loud and clear. Especially when you venerate the Lord therein. And especially on the occasion of your ordinary work and your ordinary study and your plan of Christian life. Look to the cross. The cross is the answer to this passing world. We unite our life to the death of Christ. We die to ourselves to live for God. Then it is He living in us, especially when the body becomes weak, when sickness and old age set in, in terminal illness, and when death approaches. It is especially then that we need the cross to give us hope in this life beyond death beyond every ill. That life will never end. True, glorious life without any pain, without any sorrow. That's the promise of the cross. After the suffering of this life, we will rise to heaven to where Christ went after the cross. Don't forget the cross. That's what the Catholic says. Don't forget the cross. By the way, you know that three Fridays from now, no, today's Saturday, two Fridays from now, Good Friday, the day Christ died on the cross, right before Easter Sunday. I hope you don't forget about Good Friday. Surely you celebrate Christmas. You must remember the purpose of Christmas was the cross, from the crib to the cross. St. Leo's, we do it very nice. We walk in the street. There's a, a pastor from one of the churches in, in, in Irvington. I would, it would be glorious if all the Christians in Irvington went to the procession. It's not just a Catholic thing. We put it on, but it's for everybody. You should see the people. Everybody, everybody's there. <laughs> Don't miss it. We do it in live. We have the young people of the parish do it. Of all three communities. We represent Irvington here. We have the Haitians and the Hispanics and the, we don't have many white people you know, from the old days here. They, most of them are gone. But, but that, everybody comes. And the Africans, everybody comes. And on the street, you should see all the people with their cameras. The young people, you know, they all take a break 
you know, it's a, it's a work day in Irvington, I think. Some of the shops are open, and it, everybody's filming it, and they're talking, and they're telling their friends, they're, they're, they're texting their friends, look at this, Jesus, 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 on the street of Irvington, New Jersey, 2019, of the Lord. Don't remember what year it is. Don't forget the year. Why do we say 2019? Remember your history. 2019 of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the name of the year. It's not a number. It's not a number that makes no sense. It's 2019 birthdays since God became man and gave testimony against this world that God is the owner of this world and we should not worship this world or anything in it. Him alone. Oh, you're so good. I better stop because you're so attentive and you listen. And, you know, I could tell by the, your expressions you're listening and you, you, know, you should come to St. Leo's always. You know, I don't want to take anybody from anywhere else. But, <laughs> but, you know, Jesus founded one church on St. Peter. St. Peter's the apostle there in the, in the second window on the north side in the body of the church, kneeling before Jesus. He worships Jesus. Pope Francis worships Jesus. Father Viego worships Jesus. Monsignor Bo worships Jesus. Cardinal Tobin worships Jesus. Woe to us if we don't. And Jesus saves us by the cross. Though at the midnight of our earthly life, if we are faithful, we will hear the announcement of Easter joy of the gospel parable of the ten virgins. The bridegroom is here. Go out and meet him. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding hall, and the door was closed. Those, the, the virgins who were awake and ready went into the banquet of eternal life, which is those who know the, ten, the, the five virgins who were wise and prepared for the coming of the bridegroom is an image of those who know, love, and serve God in this life. Like those virgins, awake and ready. This is the prayer we have for Alverna. May she be like those virgins ready who prepared her life, her whole life, to see the Lord. Friends of the cross, those who are friends of the cross of Christ, who deny themselves all sorts of things in order to be faithful to God, to obtain the crown of victory, are like those five faithful virgins. Alverna was fortunate to have plenty of time to prepare her lamp for the, to meet the Lord. Ninety-four years, we asked the Lord to admit her to the banquet of heaven. By this Mass and by this funeral service, R.I.P. Requiescat in pace. But for you and me who remain, the words of the Lord are clear. Be active in your love of the cross of Jesus Christ. Love Jesus. In all and above all.
Be active in your love of God. Do something for God right now. Soon it will be too late. The prayer I'll say at the cemetery, at the burial, says, keep us mindful that we will follow her and that we prepare by a holy and pious life. Pray right now. Everyone here, Jesus is calling everyone here to turn to him in his heart and say, Jesus, I give myself to you for Alverna's sake. I love you and I recommit myself to you. I give you myself. I am yours. That's life. That's the cross. Because there's so much against it and, and God is invisible. It's hard to see. You have to tell him that you believe in Him, and that you give yourself to Him. You need Him. Change your life for that great hour which is coming to be ready to greet the Lord in glory through the cross of this life. Wake up, be alert, because you, as the Lord says, you do not know either the day or the hour when the Son of Man will come.